Hey guys, I'm Jason Guyman, host of the King of Pressure Wash podcast. I am a self-employed entrepreneur. I grew my pressure washing business to a million dollar business in just under five years. And now I'm helping hundreds of pressure washers start and grow their pressure washing business also. I'm helping you so that you can be the king of pressure washing in your area. Today's show is going to be an awesome show on the King of Pressure Wash podcast. Are you ready to get to the next level? Let's get started. Hey guys, what up? Jason Guyman here tonight, and we're going to have an awesome show tonight. I have Joe on here. Um, he is another, um, some people might want to call you a YouTube guru. Um, that term has been used. Wait, Jason is over here. To talk. Um, that can be something that um, we are going to talk about tonight and we're going to just have a good discussion here i i reached out to talk to joe joe has an awesome youtube channel that just kind of goes about the day of what it is like to basically be like a um a pressure washer you know the struggles you deal with some things that you need to work on and so these are some things that we're going to talk to um joe is a great guy like watching his videos um, we got, um, Zig says, dude, Joe is one of my favorite people on YouTube. He's already getting all kinds of love on here. So that is awesome. Um, so Joe, tell me a little bit about who Joe is, you know, family, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you know, I appreciate the love from the guys that do follow me. It's great to see some comments coming up already. That's really cool. Um, I live in Northeast Connecticut, so you know, it's still winter here and uh, we're waiting to kick off our season, but uh, family, man, I got three kids, three teenage kids. Uh, my wife's a nurse. I'm 52 years old. I've already had a couple careers that I've worked through and um, discovered power washing about a little over two years ago. And uh, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're 50 years old and you wanted to start a pressure washing business. Yeah, man. 52. Now 52. I started when I was, now, I have to say that because a lot of my community and a lot of my trainings are people either over 40 or over 50. And so it's kind of actually funny. So, right. but that's an awesome thing that it's one of those things. Are you too old to start a pressure washing business at 50 years old? I don't think so. Not if you, you know, I mean, it wears me out a little sometimes. You know, it really depends on how hard you actually want to work. But I think that. Again, if you're watching my channel, you see that we're evolving and figuring out how to do things faster and easier and with less effort. And uh, the way I've got myself set up right now, I don't really think it's going to be too hard for me to make a lot of money. So what made you decide? So you, what did you do before you started your pressure washing business? Well, I worked in, uh, I worked in printing for about 17, 18 years. Uh, that was my first career. And then I moved into uh, mortgage finance, and I did that for uh, 17 years also. Um, excuse me, 15 years. I did uh, mortgage finance for 15 years, and it was never really my passion. It's not what I wanted to do. I was good at sales, and we made a lot of money doing it, supported my family. Uh, but I was never really that happy doing it. Really always wanted to work for myself and was kind of always doing some little second or third job on the side, looking for some other avenue, you know, 
uh, some other fit for myself. And um, we started the business. We were doing a little bit of snow removal and lawn care and stuff in our neighborhood. And then uh, I think it was uh, the winter of 2018, 2019, I said to my sons, you know, we're gonna, we had like 15 clients of snow removal that we did locally. And we'd make the money, divvy it, up, divvy it up and split it by threes. And here's your third, here's my third. And I said to the boys, I'm going to save my third this year. And I'm going to buy some basic power washing equipment. And we're going to start power washing some houses in the neighborhood. And uh, the funny thing is my wife said to me that that's not a good idea. That's never going to take off. You're never going to make any money doing that. And then I said to my brother-in-law, this is what I'm going to do. And he goes, that's a job for a college kid. You're never going to make any money. I'm like, all right. So I felt a little challenged by it, you know. And I, I went out and bought myself a, a two and a half gallon per minute Simpson machine. And I started pressure washing, you know, not even using any chemical, just pressure washing. And then I decided I wanted to try to use simple green. You know, I thought that was that's right. And I did three or four houses like that. And then uh, a friend of mine who's a painter says, you need to Google the X jet, you need to Google J rod, Google downstreaming and start learning about some of these things. And he says, and you need to use bleach. Go get yourself a gallon of bleach. So I ordered myself an X-Jet, and I figured out bleach, and then I figured out pool shock at Walmart, you know, the pool essentials, whatever. And I X-Jetted freaking 200 houses my first summer out of the back of my minivan and made everybody eat their words about you're not or you can't. You know? So was that 2019 or 2020? That was 2019. That was the, uh, I started in March of 2019 with my minivan and a little tiny landscaping trailer and a two and a half gallon per minute machine and an X jet. That's all I had. I didn't have any hose reels, nothing. And what did you end up doing your very first year? Uh, we did 211 units the first year. So uh, I mean, how much, how much money did you end up doing your first year? A uh, little under 90. That's pretty good for, being starting out as a regular pressure washer and moving to soft washing and stuff. Right. Right. Exactly. So, you know, we got into like August of that first year, like, you know, not even six months in and, uh, decided that I needed to look more like the, more like a contractor and less like a, you know, Chuck Chuck with a truck. I was going to say Chuck with a truck, but it was a Chuck with a van (laughs) with a van or, or a college kid, you know? So I went and bought the, uh, F two fifty that I have now. Um, and we've just been working on that truck since, but even when I, I bought the truck first, I still didn't have the right equipment. I was still throwing the hoses in the truck and putting the, picking the power washer up and dragging it around the house and dragging the bucket around the house. But the truck, people ask me like, how do you get business? The truck, the truck gets me business. The yeah. Truck, Cause the you don't have no big, amazing website. Do you? I don't. I have you a have a Google website. website. I looked at it. <laughs> It's not much going on on it, you know what I mean. But I do get I do get hits from it. I probably when the season is uh gets going a little bit, I get at least one two projects a week. I know that everyone will laugh at that, but that one extra project or two extra projects a week kind of snowballs into more projects because I put a yard sign in every house I do. I do you know talk to the neighbors and talk to the client and you know I don't know. And so you don't you don't spend thousands and thousands of dollars on marketing every month i don't i don't i spend uh i know you like this i know you like this because i I spend very little money on advertising i spend 
like no money on digital advertising. I do a little bit of. And the reason why I'm going down this road is is because I'm getting hammered with Jason. What's the best Google people to run my Google ads? And Jason, what's the best way that I can spend money in Facebook? And Jason, what can I do to do this? And it's just like, yeah, you did two. You did ninety thousand dollars your very first year. And I'm going to assume you probably made that mostly by signs and just word of mouth. Am I not correct? Yeah, you're absolutely correct. A lot of it was not one of the main things is, is just you, get, you can't be afraid to go knock on doors. You know, when I first started, I made I had nothing right. I had no yard signs. I went onto my my computer and I just printed out some paper and cut it up. And I was literally putting that on people's doors and I was getting phone calls from that. And then first couple of jobs I get in, I went and bought myself 112 by 18 one-sided signs. And they were terrible. These little tiny things. I was putting them in people's yards and, and I'm getting phone calls from them. You know, just literally knocking on people's doors when I first started got me business. And then telling everybody that you know what you're doing. Like literally make it be, I think this is true of anything that you're going to be successful in. You have to be like 100% focused on one thing you really need to drill down and just be all about this one thing whatever it is that you're becoming successful in. if it's uh your your business or your fitness part of your life or diet or whatever it is if you're going to be successful about it you need to really drill down on it and make it be like the only thing you're thinking about the only thing you're talking about and that's what i did for like six months and it just freaking blew up for me <laughs> um, and then i started advertising i advertised in my local paper in the summertime, I put a pretty good size ad in the paper um, every single week, and I get three or four deals from every single week. Uh, yard signs, I get three or four from every single week. Google My Business, I get one or two from every week. Um, the constant word of mouth. And then I do use Facebook, but I don't pay for ads. I put up my before and afters on Facebook. I post them to all of the mom groups, like the yard. I don't know why they call them mom groups, because I guess because mom's home looking at them mostly. But the yard sale type groups, you know, the neighborhood groups, and I put my before and afters in there or we we talk about something like, do you have black streaks on your roof? Do you know that, that this kind of mold that can be removed or, you know, and I just post on these things and they get shared and they get shared and they get shared. And then someone will put something on a yard sale site. Hey, who does power washing? And like 10 people will say powerful improvements, Joe Deary, blah, 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 you know. And then they see you are getting the most uh, three or four people commenting. And there'll be like four or five other guys that get one comment. But you got four or five because you're there all the time. You know, so and I'll pay for any Facebook ads. Right. I, no. I, and that's I, the thing, too, because that's kind of what I was talking with, like Rob Anderson, not too long ago, talking about because he's another Facebook king that gets a oh, lot yeah. of business off of Facebook. And he don't spend a lot of money in Facebook ads. And how does he do it? He's posting three. He said he posts three to five times a day, and then he's sharing it out in all the groups. And guess what? That is definitely a way that you can grow a business and be successful. Absolutely, absolutely. And Rob has grown a tremendous business. Uh, he's also one of the guys that I first started looking at when I was getting in the business. I learned a, a bunch of technical things, Rob, how to do work, you know, how to how to market yourself a little bit. Um, I think that if you look at anybody. Any of these guys, one of the first things they're going to tell you, yard signs. Yard signs work. He's they another do. one that's a big fan of yard sign. He he still puts out a lot of yard signs. He's not too far away from you, is he? 
He's he's uh he's a few hours away from me. Is he? Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm in the very northeast corner of Connecticut, so I'm like one hour from Boston, one hour from Hartford, one hour from uh, Providence. So, how so, big is your um, area of? Uh, how big is your service area? I try not to. I try not to go more than 45 minutes in any direction. Um, you know, uh, I stay in Connecticut, so you know, from where I am, I drive less than an hour is my, you know, target footprint. Um, I like to stay within half an hour. Um, but I'll drive an hour for the right ticket. You know, I've gotcha. done that. I'll go all the way down to the coast for the right ticket. But so we talked about Facebook and that kind of thing. What other th- forms of business have you used to get customers and stuff? Uh, I find that you know, again, a lot of people are gonna joke about your Google My Business web page, but that's been good for me too. Like I, I get business there. I think having a decent Google My Business page, which I think mine is, um, I come up first in my search area for gutter cleaning near me, power washing near me, soft washing near me. You know, I come up number one. Uh, you go over the next town or two, I come up number one. Um, and those, those, that has been good for me and it costs me nothing. Just a little bit of time. Uh, again, watching videos like yours and a lot of these other guys that are online about how to do SEO um, keywords, this and that, and getting your Google, my business page set up, right. will bring you business. It doesn't cost anything. Um, I do like to uh, market locally. We have a newspaper that comes out once a week. that goes to every single home. I like to market in that. Um, it's where people go in my area to look for contractors, um, look for yard sales, things that are on sale, you know, Kind of like uh, the bargain buyer kind of thing that sits on your sits on your table till the next week when another one comes out. Um, that's been good for me. I think yeah. uh, a good a good place to spend money marketing if if, if you do have a vehicle uh, and it's or you don't have a vehicle. If you don't have a truck, get a truck. Look like a contractor. You know, seriously, I think that was that was probably the biggest turning point in my business was. Looking, looking the part, you know. Well, and uh, that's spend- even. I mean, you got T-shirts. You know, you don't have to spend a lot of money. You don't have to go get the hundred dollars, seventy-five dollar, wait you three don't. months t- um, shirts. You know, you can get a. You can go to Queensbury dot com or whatever it's called and get the seven dollar. You know, you know, one hundred percent polyester shirts and be at it. Or you can go to your local guy and and again business network and get shirts there. You might pay a little bit more. But yeah. on the other hand, you're also doing networking. Yeah. You know, for the guys starting out, like you don't have to, you don't have to spend a million dollars. I mean, when I, when I started, I knew right away that I wanted to try to look the part, even though I didn't have the vehicle yet. You know, I had the minivan and the trailer. I did what I could with what I had. And I promote that a lot on my channel, you know, on the YouTube channel, doing what you can with, with what you've got. I really don't like to hear any excuses from people that I can't do something because I don't have. You can, you can do a lot with what you've got. You know, my first business cards I made on my own computer and I cut them up and they were ridiculous. And I had, but at least I had something with my name on it. I went to Walmart. I bought polyester t-shirts and iron-ons. And my first, I made myself 10 shirts that were just iron-ons and I still have them. We joke, it's gen one, you know, and then gen two and then gen generation three. So as the marketing progresses, it's neat to look at those things, but you don't need to spend a lot of money to 
you know, begin to brand yourself. And, uh, and well, and a lot there. of things, I, I think we get into that, this mindset, and this crap that we, it's got to be perfect or, you know, it, it's got to be 100% or I look like crap. And, and that <laughs> is not the case at all. In fact, I'm going to disagree with that 100%. You know, I, Joe is just talking about, you know, you don't have to have the best of the best. You know, he started off with um, garbage cans on the back of his truck and putting water and bleach and color and all that kind of stuff. And guess what? We can do that. We don't need these high-dollar tanks and everything. Is it nice and makes things a lot easier? Why, sure. But we don't have to go in debt. Did you start out in debt when you started? No, you didn't start out in debt. You worked and made money and you you got made fun of of saying you're going to do this stuff because you wanted to do it and you did it. And that's what's awesome. That's what I like the most about it. Yeah, we literally started we literally started with $1000. So, you know, I made about a, I my third of the snow removal money was about 1000. And I went and bought a $300 pressure washer and I bought, you know, $150 X-Jet and a couple of hoses, and that was it. I was off running. But what I did was every single job that I did, I would take most of that job and put it back into the business. I bought, you know, more hoses, new wheels for my trailer so it looked better. You know, I went out and bought whatever, some marketing signs and started advertising in the paper and putting more back in. And then I saved money and saved money. And then by August, I bought my truck cash. And, the, and then got the truck lettered. And like I say, that was really the turning point for me in the business, not only in how I looked, but in my mindset out in the job. You know, I felt like the real deal now. I didn't feel like kind of like trying to hide through the neighborhood in my minivan. You know what I mean? I pull up my truck and I'm proud and I look I look the part. You know what I mean? And you walk around the house with the client and their impression of you is that oh, this guy's in business. You know, he's got he's got the right vehicle and. They don't really look at your equipment. They don't know. They don't judge you on your equipment like we do amongst our little community. We judge we judge the crap out of each other in our community. Bill. Oh, you don't have an eight-gallon or you don't have whatever. Dude, I made more money than most guys with their eight-gallons that have been in it for years in my very first season because I'm out hustling, 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 you know? And, and, that's, then, and that's important of even just uh, the part of trying to get – um, customers doing marketing doing the things that you got to do you know and i pushed that a bunch on my channel of you know i much rather you spend little money on equipment and a whole lot on marketing or a whole lot of you know i always say there's two ways to get customers one way to get customers is time and that's rather you're doing the time you're going out talking to people you're doing that putting signs out doing all that kind of stuff or you open your wallet then are the two ways you get customers and if you're not willing to do that then that's a whole nother issue that we have to. So you started on a thousand dollars. When I first started my business a long time ago, I only started on a two thousand dollar budget. Yep, and so yep. it's something that you can do and make money and be successful at the end of the day. And that's what the whole goal is. Yep. And so I know I also looked at your five star reviews. You haven't been pushing them very much. You need to start pushing them a little bit more. You only got like twenty seven five star reviews or twenty nine. Yeah. So. That's I agree. Something. I agree completely. You know, um, I make a little. It's only been a couple of years, but in the in December, I start making a little business plan, and on that list is reviews. So, you know, part of the plan here is um, I've got a client list now from my past two years. I'm going to go through the entire client list, especially the stuff I did the first year in 2019. Reach out to each one of those clients and tell them you're ready for me to come back and wash your house again because I did it two years ago. So I'm sure you'd do again. 
get them back on. And then I'm going to be asking every single person to give me a review, either on Facebook or Google. And uh, those the reviews are what get you uh, ranked number one. Like when I first built my Google site, I wasn't getting any, anything. And then after I got like five reviews, all of a sudden now I'm showing up on search. And then more reviews, more reviews. I just came up pretty quickly. And then, uh, you know, thanks. Now, do you have much competition up there? We do have actually a couple of pretty big players um, right near me. Um, there's, uh, there's a guy who's been in business about five years longer than I have, uh, right about one town over. And he does quite a volume of business. And uh, he's probably the biggest. I'm his competition. He's not my competition. You know what I mean? Like, he's he owns the area. I don't own the area. I'm doing right. a lot of area. Um, I'm gonna. I don't want to overstep what I'm saying. Like, I, but I'm probably. I really believe I'm gonna own the area uh, at some point soon. Um, and then I've got another very big company that's been in business for probably ten years or more, about ten miles up the road from me. Uh, and then there's a few smaller guys like landscaping guys that are doing a few things here and there and some part-time people, but, uh, that's about it. So, uh, are your sons still helping you, um, clean and stuff? Yeah. My sons come out on the job with me. Um, they're, you know, pulling hose, moving ladders, that kind of stuff. I don't let them on the building or on the roof or let them do much. It's really going to take any liability because they are, they are kids and, you know, I don't want to get into any issues, but they're out there with me and, you know, one of the main reasons we I started this business was to spend more time with my kids, honestly, and get them involved and show them that there's other things to do besides sit behind a desk and they and you can make a lot of money being outside, being happy. And that's really this job has been my I you know I'm a little older. I don't want to say it's my retirement because it's not in any way, but it's it's really like my Zen. You know, it gives me focus and mindset and I, I'm where I want to be and I'm happy through the day. And uh making money is kind of a, just a nice byproduct. <laughs> Has it allowed you by starting your pressure washing business, you know, I always talk about time freedom and stuff like that, that we can get from it. Has it allowed you to have more time with your kids being that you started the business where before in finance, I'm sure that's probably more of a daily grind and all of that kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, again, I think I've got a little different perspective on this than some guys do. I think there's, there's room for everybody's mindset. You know, my mindset is the one man, one truck mindset. You know, some guys want to get into this and, and grow to however many rigs and all this other stuff. That's not what I want to do in my stage of life right now. I want to have control uh, over my life. I want to choose to uh, work or not work or set days aside or be able to say, you know, I'm not responsible for somebody else's food on their table. So I don't have employees that I have to feed. So I could like, I can just put the brakes on anytime I want or say, you know what, I'm taking three days off and hanging out with my wife or going on some vacation or whatever we want to do. Um, and that's, that's the beauty of having a small business and being self-employed. You know, I'm still making enough money to be very comfortable, um, not have to worry about anything and have complete control over my life. I don't have to work if I don't want to, you know, if things aren't going our way or, um, something happens in the family or happens in your life, you can take a break if you need it. And uh, that's a huge, huge thing for me. I can wash one house a day or five a day. It's up to me, you know, kind of decide. So the same thing with marketing for me. This is like I'm, I'm getting 
enough work right now where I feel like I'm working at a capacity that I want to be at, that I'm almost afraid to turn the faucet on all the way. Like, you know, I'm afraid to create this massive website that's driving leads or doing Facebook ads. And I'm not prepared to do all of that work. And I don't want to open the funnel up and get all this work and then, and then fall flat because that's going to be just as detrimental to my business as anything could be. If I'm winding up, you know, sullying my name that I've worked hard to create in the last couple of years by not, you know, being able to do the service that I'm offering because I've opened the gate too fast. Well, and like I always say too, you just got to start raising your prices at that point. So when you, yeah, get- you know, yeah, right, you, f- you find you find better work, and you know, you're upselling. You know, I kind of set a monetary goal for the day. Like I really don't want to, I don't want to work. I, I try, I'm not going to wash one house a day. I'm going to put three on the day or four or five on the day, and and make it be a a day that's worth going out. And if I can't book that number that I want to make for the day, whether that's one house, one house might be all you do for the day because you're doing a roof cleaning, a gutter cleaning and washing the house and doing their patio and doing their fence and all that. And you're there and you've made, you know, a big number for the day. Okay. I'm done. That's great. You know? And if, uh, if I can't hit that target for the day, I'm not going out. No, I love it. That's awesome. Cause then that way you get to spend more time with your family and kids and everything. Yeah, my goal, my goal, honestly, is to, uh, you know, we did have, there are going to be, you know, busy times. There were times in, um, you know, June and May, May and June last year, it was just, it was off the rails. You know, I, I think I worked at one time, I did uh, 17 days straight of washing uh, without a day off. And I was washing at least five houses a day, every single day. And that's by myself with a four gallon per minute machine, you know, uh, so, I mean, my goal now is really to work four days a week. That's really what we want to do. Four days, three days off. Um, and then, you know, that might be that you take Saturday and Sunday off and Wednesday or Tuesday or something like that. So you kind of get a midweek break. Work a couple days, take a day. Work a couple days, take your weekend. That's the, that's the goal. So James Brown wants to know what's your goal for the day then? What's my goal for the day? Yeah, how um, much is it your goal for the day? He's itching. Minimum one thousand. So a thousand dollars a day. You know what's your average job ticket per job? Four twenty-five. So you do packages, I'm assuming. I don't do a lot of packages. Uh, that's something that I need to start building a little bit better on. Um, I kind of, I kind of do package with the roof wash. You know, I kind of tell people like, if I'm washing your roof, you know, do the house. I really need to clean your gutters and I'm going to give you a a huge discount on your house wash because ultimately you're practically washing the house anyway. If you're doing a roof wash, by the time you're keeping all the siding wet and rinsed, you may as well freaking wash the house. You've already spent all the time rinsing and rinsing, just throw a little SH on there and you got to, you got to house wash in. So, you know, that's really the packaging that I do. Um, I don't do any gutter brightening, like with gutter butter kind of thing. I don't want to brush gutters. I'm not into it. You don't uh, want a good God. arm workout and a oh, shoulders man, workout? We do any of that? No, we. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do that. It's too much. Too much work. So I mean, my gutters soffits come real clean with SH and and uh, these are surfactant anyway. Um, the guys that are watching my channel see that I I do the rinse with the X Jet, uh, so I do apply a little bit of pressure, and that seems to take everything down. 
Um, so, you know, I'm usually soaping. I've been soaping for the last uh, end of the season, soaping with the M5. So I'm soaping with low pressure. And then instead of going back and forth to the truck or using a remote, I switch nozzles and I switch over to the X-Jet nozzle because it's a high pressure nozzle. Right. So it turns turns off the soap draw and then I can still rinse, you know, three stories with the, with the X-Jet. So that's my process. Yeah, I like turning that soap off because I want as much gallon per minute to rinsing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I do have a, um, I do have a remote control that one of the guys on YouTube made for me. Uh, I'm probably going to put that on my truck this year and play with it. I did buy a uh, downstreaming bypass injector, or you know, downstream. Yeah, where you shut off. Bypass. Yeah, I bought one of those this year. I'm going to put on the truck. See if I use it. I don't know. Um. So tell me. So you've only been in business for a year and a half, two years. Tell me one thing that you failed in business and two or three things that you learned from. Uh, one thing I failed in business on, uh, I don't know if I really have anything I could say there. I mean, it's honestly been a very positive experience for me. I mean, I, I've had a, a couple. One thing I failed on probably is not getting into a CRM yet. I haven't even got into one yet. Um, I do all of my business on paper. Um, I think that personal touch is a lot of where my success locally has come, though. Um, I live in a rural area. It's a little different, I think, than the areas that a lot of these guys that are watching the channel live in. Um, it's a small town. Everyone kind of knows you. And the digital marketing... Uh, I try to, I try to look at things like, how do I buy things? Like, I'm not going to freaking buy anything or re I don't respond to anybody's email. You know, I don't respond to these text things that I get. You know, if somebody calls me and wants to talk to me and make a relationship with me, that's the person's getting my business. So the CRM thing, I like the idea of it to track my clients and track where my monies are going and whatnot. Uh, so I go to the QuickBooks this year. And I'm going to be using that to do my invoices and to track where my expenses go, because I want to be able to look back on my year and say, did I do more houses or did I do more roofs? Right. You know, why having your idea, one place your money is coming from, and it's really not that place, you know, until you have it in a pie chart somehow, you know? So I, I would say the one mistake or biggest mistake I made was not getting into um, QuickBooks or something like that soon enough with my business. I wish I had done it from the start. Well, and I think that's something that nothing else it organizes your customers and keeps them on there just in case. So that way you can keep in touch if you don't do and keep in touch. Right. And, right. and, you know, that is definitely something that will help you, especially if you want something to either help with your kids to keep running that business or you to keep, you know, really because you really your referrals aren't really going to start coming until that year two and three. And if you right. don't, if you're not hitting them with your CRM, you may not, you know, if you're still in your Rolodex, you can't really go easy to get it out. And I know some of these people on here don't know what a Rolodex is because they're too old for that or they're too young for that. But, you know, I do. <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. You know, um, it would it, just be put it all in one place, a little more easier, easier to search through. I mean, you should be able to search for keywords in the fall and say, you know, gutters. And you can look at all the clients you did gutter cleaning for in the last couple of years and start tagging them, 
you know, or roof cleaning or whatever it is you're looking for, instead of having to flip through all these papers and look through things, you know, one line at a time. So I'm hoping that that helps me. Um, I'm hoping that QuickBooks helps me market a little bit also, because again, it's going to compartmentalize those jobs for me. And I'll be able to, you know, go back through and look for, look for gutter cleaning or look for, you know, roof cleaning. Jordan put, you better use that bypass injector. Yeah. You know, if I got to walk back and forth to the truck to turn it on and off, I'm not using it. That's so, I'm not, you know, so, I'm going to use that probably for like rinsing. If I know I'm going to surface cleaning, that's when I'm going to be using it so that I'm getting the better flow. But as yeah. far as like me going back and forth to the truck, turn soap on and off, I'm not doing that. So self-limiting beliefs, but I want to hit on something else because I, like I say, I do have a lot of older guys that take my class, that take my, you know, I just had Ed, um, Ed Yates out of, uh, um, take my pressure washing class. He's got everything set up and, you know, it's the, it's the problem of getting customers, the issue of getting customers. And so as an older person, how, and you're talking about doing Facebook and stuff like that, um, obviously that's got you a bunch of business. You know, I push signs a lot of times, same thing, you know, signs. Um, what are some other ways for an older person to be confident that that's going to give them business? To be confident that the signs and stuff are going to give you business? Or just, you know, the, the process of getting customers. Process of getting customers. I mean, um, you just have to, I don't know, you got to break through the limiting belief that uh, that you're not worthy of getting the customers or that they wouldn't work with you for some reason, you know? And I think that once you, once you knock on the first few doors and talk to the first few people and get that first client or two, that's what starts to break down that limiting belief for you. And it starts to become a high and you start chasing that high. You start realizing like, wow, I got to keep doing this because it makes me feel good, you know, and, I, and I'm going to start getting clients from doing this. Um, don't be afraid to get in front of people. Don't be afraid to knock on doors. It is probably the hardest thing in business is asking for business. The hardest thing is the, is the ask. Um, but once you get past that fear of asking, it's very powerful. You don't get anything in life that you don't ask for. You know, you've all heard the saying, the power of ask. It's a real thing. You, you know, you got to ask. Um, you got you got to ask the universe to give you what you want. You know, um, it's funny. Like when I first was looking at YouTube, Jason, your your channel was one that I was impressed with, and you know, never thought that I would I would be interviewed on your channel. So this this is really like a, a full circle for me. You know, and I ask for these things to happen in my life by my actions, you know, putting one foot in front of the other, not being afraid to go out and find the business and do the business and do the work and make mistakes and share those mistakes and talk to people about, you know, what I want to make out of this business. And then it's just, it's just starting to really snowball and it's amazing. And it's all because of, of you asking for things to come your way. And that is something that, that, you know, when I say that I want to help people grow and be successful, that I truly do believe that, you know, even like you were saying that, you know, you come to my channel and now that you're on it, you're probably, you know, you didn't think you probably never thought that would ever happen back two years ago when you were doing it. And, you know, 
and and that's the awesome thing that I love to see uh, people being successful and people being able to spend time with their family, being able to spend time when things go, you know, not that aren't always great. But you know what? You love doing business. You're able to spend more time with your family. And that is what I love to be able to help people to do. And I'm, if I was guessing, it's probably helped you get financial freedom also in the end of the day. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's been wonderful. I mean, uh, I've said several times on my channel too, the whole YouTube experience for me, it just like it, it knocked me upside the head. Like I never expected it to become what it has become. You know, like I say, a year ago, I was just trying to, two years ago, I was just trying to figure out, well, no, you, uh, one year ago, I was just trying to figure out online how to upgrade. And again, looking at, you know, your processes, Rob Anderson, all these great people that I've met on YouTube and, uh, started charting my own journey a little bit just to try to mark my evolution and, and look back on things and create more of like a, more of a video log for myself than anything. And it really caught on. And I've met so many cool guys in this industry. It really freaking blows my mind. How many really genuinely good people I've met that want to help each other. I think it's really an anomaly. I don't really see it happening in a lot of other industries. I'm not sure what it is that brings us together in this industry. I think that a lot of us have a lot of the same backstory. You know, we came from someplace we didn't want to be. Um, and we had that drive inside of us to, you know, do our own thing or I'm not really sure what it is, but a lot of the guys I talk to telling me their story. I'm like, it's just, it's the same story as mine with a couple little different things in there. Um, and it's just been a great thing. I, I say to my wife, it's, it's funny. Like, some people, some people, it's not hard for guys, especially to say anything nice to each other. Right? right. And some people have said the nicest things to me on YouTube that they, that anybody's ever said to me in my life, people that I don't even know. And it just blows my mind. And it really makes me want to continue to be more a part of the community, continue to make videos that hopefully are helping people. Um, much like what you're doing, only not nearly on the same level. You're doing some great stuff. I'm just, taking you along for the ride and showing you the mistakes that I make on my, on my channel. Um, no, and I love it, you know, cause honestly that's, you know, and I know what you mean by the stories that people tell you that you are, you inspire people, you know, you, you give people hope, even you, I, I know you do. You got 5,000 subscribers to on your channel almost or right at 5,000. And you know, how many people have you helped get out of, you know, Get out of debt. Get out. Get to the next level. Guys will message me and they'll say, you know, thanks for giving me the courage to go try to do this on my own. I quit my job and I'm doing that. It's like it blows my mind. That was never my intention at all with the channel. It still isn't my intention with the channel. Like I, but just showing people what you're doing and they're just like, you, you've encouraged me. You've given me inspiration to try it on my own, and uh, that's the reward. It really is a huge reward. And that's what, I mean, I love helping people, obviously, and I love helping people get to be successful. So self-limiting beliefs and, and disbelief debouts um, can be things that can um, make us um, not successful. You know, a lot of times we tell ourselves, um, you know, 
equality, you know, people would never pay that. You know, there's all different kinds of self-limiting beliefs of, of things that, you know, when I was growing up, you know, I grew up in a Christian home of, you know, money is evil and we kind of, uh, and it's like, no, that wasn't what they were saying. You know, that's not what the Bible says anyway. It says the love of money is evil. And so that saying that, um, self-limiting beliefs, have you had to deal with any self-limiting beliefs and how do you overcome those? You know, I think I, I think I overcame a lot of those self-limiting beliefs uh, earlier in my life before I got into this business, to be honest. You know, I worked in um, finance, mortgage sales uh, for 15 years, and that cures a lot of that for you, fear of, fear of talking to people or, you know, that job put me as the middleman in everyone's most stressful transaction of their lifetime. So it taught me a lot. Like, I was the person that was always putting out the fire or always finding the solution to somebody's problem. Um, you know, because in the middle there, you're the one that's not only presenting the problem, but presenting the solution to the problem in mortgage. And if anybody was mad at anybody in the transaction, it was always me. They were coming after, you know? So I learned uh, through that 15 years, a lot of need uh, to, you know, push through any self-limiting belief that I had. And it really made me a lot more confident and stronger in my ability to talk to people in sales. And thankfully, you know, I've been able to carry that into the pressure washing business uh, where this is just, it, I, I, the thing I like the most about this business is the ease of talking to people and that they're not mad at you about anything. You know, once you begin to realize, you, you know, all you got to do is just start knocking on doors and just start talking to people, you know, just, just talk to people and tell them what you're doing and offer them a solution to a problem. You know, that's well, that's one thing that we're all doing in our lives and our jobs is we're solving somebody else's problem for them and they're paying you for it. You pay people to solve your problems. They pay you to solve their problems. You know, it's just it's simple. It's really yep. simple. That's awesome. So if you had to start all over, what would you tell a new guy? Well, what would I tell a new guy? I would tell him. Buy a truck <laughs> as soon as you can. Get, you know, seriously, the truck. I can't. I can't reiterate how much I think the truck transformed my business. You know, I think it's more important than a trailer. It's more important than the most expensive piece of equipment. I think that it sets you. It makes you look like a contractor. It makes you look like a real contractor on the road. Um, I think it's one of the most important things. Is, is having is having the truck. It really makes you more than anything else, more than a uniform, more than lettering, more than a website, you know, locally. The, the truck is the rolling billboard, you know, and it, it kind of is the accumulation of your um, branding that you're trying to do, you know. So, you know, this year I'm trying to brand my company more, where last year I was putting out signs and stuff that only said, house washing with my phone number. And I got work from that. And I, I believe that's all it need, really needs to say. And I talk about, you know, simple, simple, simple all the time. House washing phone number. I don't care. You mean you name. don't want 10 services on there and uh, all that no. stuff where you can't even read it? No, absolutely not. Um, I don't read, you know, and again, I go back to what works for me. I don't read any of that stuff. It just, you know, it just, I don't even see it. I don't even see it, you know, but this year I'm, I'm, going back a little bit and my yard signs are going to have my logo on them because I want to start to brand my logo more. 
Uh, so I kind of rebranded uh, my truck. I got some, you know, better lettering on my truck. Again, very simple. My truck says roof wash, house wash, gutter cleaning. That's all it says with my phone number and my logo. It doesn't list out wood decks, fences, you know, all this nonsense. Three simple services. Uh, but, you know, people start to see my ad in the paper. They start to see my logo on Facebook. They start to see my yard sign with my logo on it. And then they see the truck rolling through town. And I take my truck everywhere. I go to the diner in my truck. I park my truck out in front of the diner. I take my kids to school in my truck. All the moms go to school. All the dads go to school, dropping their kids off. All the teachers, all the bus drivers, everybody. Any event that you go to, you take your truck, you park it. And the truck is what brings all that branding back home, I think. People start to see that truck and then they're like, this must be the guy. I see this freaking guy everywhere. I see his logo everywhere. I see that truck everywhere. I go to Lowe's, whatever, park the truck in a prominent area, you know, so that it's seen by homeowners and moms and dads and people that are, you know, needing a service. So I will well, say. And you're, and you're hitting that multi-touch too. You know, you're not just hitting them in the, uh, the truck. You're also hitting them in the Facebook groups. You're doing, right. um, you're, are you doing lives in any of the Facebook groups? Or are you doing a live on your um, Facebook group or Facebook on your own? No, no, I haven't, I haven't advanced to that level, to that level yet. A lot of things like that, that um, I need to learn about, you know, um, but for sure, guys ask me all the time, like, what's your market? You know, what do you do for marketing? Where is not, for me, there's not one thing, you know, it's that, like you're saying, it's the, the full circle of things. I get a couple leads from each thing. It all kind of comes together to being 10 jobs a week. You know, if you get two from here, two from there, two from here, then you got six and then your yard signs are bringing more in and people are calling you because their friend told them about whoever. And then, you know, you've got enough work to do. And and do you do ten, um, five rounds or anything on your jobs when you're or are you out in the country that you can't do that? Yeah, it's a little harder to do that here. I kind of I was doing that more when I very first started than I did last year. Um, I was finding that the yard sign was working better than my than me walking around with flyers. And I got honestly, I probably should have been doing it more last year, but I wound up a little too busy where I didn't want to take time to walk around the neighborhood. Uh, but I did have door hangers, nice door hangers made up this year um, by Tim Fields. And uh, got a, I got a nice deal. I got a thousand of those. And so when I'm out with my father-in-law or one of my sons, that's going to be their job this year is to be doing my five rounds of these door hangers. And one little thing I want to say about the door hangers, like we talked earlier in the interview about overthinking things. Okay. Don't overthink your door hangers. Okay. It doesn't really matter that it's your work or some canned artwork on there. It doesn't have to be houses that you did. It doesn't have to say anything specific to you. It just needs to say the service, your logo, and a phone number. They're not going to judge you on your flyer. Don't get caught up spending a bunch of time trying to make it perfect. Just get some made and get out there with them. No, and that's, that's a good point of don't – and when we try to do it in everything. We want to overcomplicate everything. You know, we can – we can make something that's simple and overcomplicated so fast it's not even funny. And then it just takes us – then all we do is go around in a circle at that point because then we're just chasing our tail because we want to see if we can overcomplicate that overcomplicated thing, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and it is. And, and again, you just got to keep it simple. You know, you know, KISS is really the best thing you can do is keep it simple, stupid at the end of the day. 
Yeah, um, yeah. I say that all the time. I can tell you, like, people are like, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? I can always tell you, if it's not simple, I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know, I'm going to find I'm going to find the simplest way to do it every time. And that's the whole purpose of doing it that way, of keeping it simple and making sure that you're doing it right the first time and doing it. You know, a lot of times we start getting in down these rabbit trolls, damp, uh, I can't even speak, rabbit trails of, you know, we try to do this. And at the end of the day, it's not simple. And it's just we're chasing our tail at the end of the day. And it's not helping us grow our business. And that's definitely not something we want to do. Oh, you're making it less profitable. Yep. Um. I just bought a truck or a trailer. So what is something? So we talked a little bit about mindset. We talked about that. Um, what about fears? I know you kind of said, and, and I think that helps when, when people are older and especially where you come out of the sales inside of it. And, you know, that helps a lot of times. And was you mechanically inclined when you started doing this or you just kind of... Uh, yeah, see, uh, I am mechanically inclined. You know, I we talk about the poor mindset. You know, I grew up without much um, and was forced to, you know, work on and figure things out for myself from a young age. And uh, so, you know, I definitely have a mechanical mindset. Um, I worked as a bicycle mechanic uh, part time through my 20s. I raced bicycles and stuff like this. So, you know, I have a mechanical edge, I think, that some people don't. Um, I have a logical way of thinking. Uh, I try to remain calm <laughs> as much as I can, especially out on the job. Um, as as things go wrong, you just need to try to troubleshoot, figure out a way to work around it. Um, and, and again, I think having the ability to make do with what you've got is really key. And having some redundancy on your truck is also really key. You know, you have to have more than one way to apply chemical or more than one way to rinse something. And at the end of the day, I, I tell a lot of guys this when they're first talking to me, like, how do I do whatever? All we're doing is spraying bleach on stuff and rinsing it off. That's all we're doing. And you can do that however you want. You can do that with a pump-up sprayer and a garden hose if that's what you have to do. It's not the fastest way, but all you're doing is spraying bleach on stuff and rinsing it off. So don't let your machine crapping out or something going wrong scramble your day or scramble your brain, you know? Figure out another way to get it done. You've got some other way to get it done. And if you don't, then learn from that and put a second thing on your truck, whether it's a pump-up sprayer or a 12-volt or an extra 50 feet of garden hose or, you know, whatever. Have another way to get it done so you can at least finish that job for the day. Um, you know, I, and I think that, that that is some key thinking that you have to have if, if you're going to be one man, one truck, and be the technician on the truck. No, and that's a perfect, I love that because that is true so much of, you know, at the end of the day, we want to overcomplicate everything. You know, I love when people are like, what chemicals you need on your truck? Uh, make sure you can be successful. And I'm like, bleach. Yep, that's about <laughs> it. I mean, you know, I, I got a couple of videos too. Like, you don't, you know, I'm not sure some of the older guys know this, but it's a, it seems to be a big secret that you don't even need soap. <laughs> you don't even need, I mean, surfactant has its place and definitely, you know, it helps, but you don't even need it. I've had guys tell me, you know, I've got a job tomorrow and I ran out of soap. What do I do? You can do it with no soap. Yep. You can still yep. wash out with no soap. Like don't let, you know, I ran out of whatever special surfactant, you know, apple wash or lemonade or whatever it is that you're using. And I, you know, I can't get it for two days. You can still wash. You can. 
You know, I'm, I'm not going to say you should go get laundry soap or Dawn dish soap or something like that, but I would use no soap before right. I used, you know, I was using LA Awesome a lot last year. Uh, LA Awesome laundry soap. Let me be clear about that. Okay. I was you know, going to say, LA Awesome, you can, you can do some damage with stuff uh, with LA Awesome. Yeah. So I, I used a lot of that last year. Um, I was house washing with it. You get it at the dollar store, it costs a dollar for 64 ounces of it. I used a lot of it. And, uh, I use very little of it in my mix and it works really well. And I used it for, I still use it. We'll still use it this year for roof washing. It's a decent surfactant. It costs like nothing. Right. And if, if you run out of soap and you need soap, there's a dollar general in every town, everywhere. You can pick it up, you know, between jobs, practically anywhere. I'm trying to move away from that. You know, I'm, uh, I bought myself five gallons of Eliminator this year. I bought myself five gallons of Apple Wash for to start the year off. I bought a five-gallon container of Roof Snot from Russ. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start off with some better products this year. You know, again, tracking the evolution as we grow a little bit. We want to move away from the laundry soap kind of stuff and start using some industry-specific, uh, you know, soaps and stuff. Because they are they are built differently. They do have different rinse aids in them. You know, and live and learn, you start streaking windows and streaking siding. You're like, well, how come? Well, laundry soap, probably. You yep. know, try using Eliminator Apple Wash, and all of a sudden your windows are rinsing clean, and, you know, you got less issues. And as somebody put, the more soap you put in it, the more rinsing you got to do. That's right. That's right. That's absolutely right. So. All right, Joe. Anything you want to tell anybody? Any last positive words of encouragement i would say you know just uh don't think that you can't do it and start with what you have and make use of what you've got and don't let anybody tell you that it's not a good idea okay because that's what i was getting and i proved everybody more than wrong on that and uh it's kind of a joke in the family now People, you know, my wife, my wife was, it's a joke now because she said, you know, that's not going to take off and then look at what it's done. Um, And just don't be afraid to get out there and ask for work and let everybody know what you're doing. If you're going to start a power washing business, you can't, you can't hide. You know, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to start a power, let everybody know that you're power washing. Let everyone you know, know. Get on Facebook, let everybody know. Tell everybody you know. Make it be the only thing you talk about to the point where people don't want to even talk to you anymore. Like they're sick of it. All that guy does is talk about power washing. You got to live, eat, and breathe anything that you want to be successful at, and uh, do that for a while, and see where you go. No, that's per- I love that. That's exactly. I mean, that's. I mean, I still. I got my King of Pressure Washing T-shirt that I wear, and I don't even pressure wash, you know. Right. But, but, look what, but look what your mindset has has turned you into. Right. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Somebody did ask a question here. He's asked it a couple times. Can please someone please tell me with slate roof soft wash with the process? Yeah, bleach 50 50. Spray it, rinse it. It's, it's rock. It's rock, exactly. Um, all right, somebody. Um, so again, where I'm, we're going to jump off here. Um, if you want to go check out pressurewashhelp.com slash free, I have 30 days free to my course. Also, if you go check out pressurewashhelp.com slash in-person training. I will be in Fredericksburg, Virginia, March 25th, I believe it is. 
Um, and that's a one-day course. You'll have a garden hose full of information. Your head will be spinning is usually what people tell me. And But I just want to make sure you all are successful in getting where you need to be at. Um, hang on, Joe, and, I'll, and then we'll jump off here and see if this will... All right, guys, that is all the time we have for today's show on the King of Pressure Wash podcast. I know you found this as exciting as I did. If you appreciate the work we do it here at King of Pressure Wash, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And give this episode a five-star review. I would appreciate it very much. This helps me get to other people so that they can be successful just like you can be also. And if you're looking to start and grow your own pressure washing business to give you and your family financial freedom, time freedom, be sure to sign up at thekingofpressurewash.com so you can be the king of pressure washing in your area.